let's start. Let's go. Are you ready? Feeling yeah. good? I'm Feeling ready? Good. Pipes. Oh, I could fucking do with a Jager bomb. Right. <laughs> so, hello. Here we are. The record is happening. Hello and welcome to the inaugural, the first ever, the pilot episode of the Student Breakout Podcast with myself, Rody Hancock. And in this show, uh, I invite a guest on each week from a different university and chat to them about student life, the culture, the night out, microwave ball lunch, chippies and traffic cones and everything in between. And in order for me to define exactly what it is to be a student and what makes each university different. In our first ever episode, we'll take it back in time a little bit, back in, you know, thought we'd go for an old university and an old friend. So from a university which is the third oldest in the English speaking world and a friend that I've known for what, 12 years? 12 yeah. years? Yeah. Probably about 12 Over years. Over a decade, definitely. Yeah. Please welcome our St Andrews correspondent to the Student Breakout Podcast, a man you can find with an SLR camera in one hand and scrolling through the Paddy Power Facebook comment section with the other, Mr. Lyndon Grigg. How you doing, mate? Are you all right? Um, I'm really good. Yeah. Delighted to be the first person on the podcast. Yeah, you're, you're popping the podcast cherry, so to speak. Oh. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, well, you know, phrase. prestigious university, prestigious podcaster. There could only be one choice, couldn't there? There is only one choice, to be fair. So, um, that is very true. You've been up to anything uh, last, no, over lockdown? Anything interesting? I've just been uh, working really hard, obviously. Um... Oh, what a good student. <laughs> yeah. What a good student. Drinking lots of coffee. Is that, is that, the, uh, is that the answer so you have um, saved for when your mum calls, you know, ask, ask how you do it? go, oh, I've been working really hard. Oh, yeah, every time. You know, the, the weekly call is just me going, oh, mum, I'm just working so hard. I don't have time to speak to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, got to go. Bye. My book's calling me. <laughs> Uh, oh, fair enough. That's, that's, that sounds good. That's get, get getting onto your degree a little bit. So, well, we'll get right down to the first big question of the episode and of the series. So, talk to me about St Andrews. Well, give us some like background about university. What, what, what is it? What is the university? Well, um, St Andrews is the oldest university in Scotland. So, in in Scotland, it's it's very prestigious. Um, so, I mean, for example, um, Alex Salmond. Um, SNP fame is alumni um and um it's also a very small university uh mm. just on the Fife coast which is in between Dundee and Edinburgh uh, it takes a really long time to get here because because of the way Fife is um mm. but it's it's, classic Fife it's very very international um in that we have a lot of American students uh, a lot of Asian mm. students because it is this prestigious university um, and lots of European students as well, because uh, of the way government grants work in, in Scotland and uh, just Brexit things. Okay. Just Brexit things, a classic. Fair enough. That's that's pretty, that's really interesting. That's, um, so it's a small university. So I was talking, so is it, I think I read it was around 10,000 students, isn't it? Yeah. So, so it's definitely... the, the population of St. Andrews is, is really small. It's, it's probably about as big as Oswald Street, to be honest. Um all oh, right, okay. And um, for for reference, that's like a, a local town where uh, me and Linda both uh, live. It's a very small, very rough town. Yeah, St Andrews <laughs> is a bit different to Oswestry. Let's put it that way. But yeah, I think <laughs> just a little bit. It's ten thousand students and then ten thousand elderly people. So um, the vibe is is kind of somewhere, you know, on either part of that spectrum. Um, but it's a really beautiful place to live as as well. So. I'm glad there aren't so many people here because you can sometimes want to just get out into nature and yeah, I can imagine. Say so you can save all yourself. You can be a little bit greedy over uh-huh. it. It's always good. Uh, but you're going back to some of the alumni. Is there other, any other alumni you won't be aware of? Oh well, the one everyone is very keen on, especially the Americans, is um, our own mm. Prince William and um, uh, and Kate met here, uh, obviously. Mm. Um, I, I've had lots of Americans say, "Oh, I've I've come over to St Andrews to to find a prince." And um, well, they say you come to St oh, Andrews. London, are you are you a little prince? Are you a little prince yourself? I'm prepared to make up anything, <laughs> anything I can. <laughs> you know, for those kind of purposes, I'm fiftieth in line to the throne. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. You know, I could be anything you want me to be. Baby. Exactly, exactly. That kind of thing. Uh, okay. Whether it's worked or not, I'm no, not yeah. actually sure yet. 
so ah, oh, fair enough. So I I also read that um, it's also the another kind of some other well, I would say less less famous but more historic alumni from um, St Andrews are the founders of Glasgow University and Edinburgh University. So St Andrews really is the big daddy of all Scottish unis, isn't it? It is the the OG big one. Um, but so we're going to go on to like the uh, traditions of the university life and um, what what you know. See, it's very historic uni and you've got um, a massive history. What might come across as a bit weird to um, other other university students from other universities who might not have that level of tradition? I think the biggest thing that you'd notice on a day to day basis is the um, academic parent system. Um, I, I mean, I think over time, the university's lost a lot of the old tradition and um, brought in kind of warped new ones that are based on, off that. And I think, I imagine we'll probably get to that later on. But actually, you can walk around town and and uh, hear something along along the lines of, oh, um, yeah, I think I'm in love with my mum, which, which, <laughs> which, oh which if, if you were walking around any town, you'd go, oh, that's... Um, that's a bit weird, but in St Andrews, you right. you have academic parents um, who who adopt you in your in your first year, and, and then there's a kind of family thing that goes on around the town where di- you can be in different families and families interact with each other, even academic families, should I say? And I think that's yeah. the, the thing to get used to early on. Um, so yeah, yeah, that that would be the weird thing. But we've got lots of other kind of quirky traditions as well. Okay, so that's that's so I know that that system is um I think it's used a lot in medicine I think and the medical students across a lot of universities but I think it's quite rare to find it um as an entire university uh thing to do um but uh, there's a couple other ones that I I found which were quite uh interesting is uh can you explain what the raisin the raisin is it the raisin weekend yeah so so raisin weekend occurs sometime in i think october normally when you've been given chance to to get adopted by some parents um and you've settled into university a bit and raisin weekend is a, one of the most fun things about your Sen- the san andrews calendar because it, it it's essentially the whole town gets drunk uh and uh sounds good start so you get woken up very early on a sort of i think it's a friday morning um maybe it's a saturday morning can't can't remember but um you and your family gives you a sort of challenge to to go to a, their house or the beach is popular as well it's freezing cold of course we are in the far north of scotland mm. um and throughout the day they'll give you a set, set of challenges and drinking games and that kind of thing with all your friends basically and then in the evening um there's just house parties all over town uh, so that's that's day one of Raisin. Day two of Raisin is the famous foam fight, which you, you might see pictures of uh, splattered around the internet, um, where mm. I don't know what the point of it is. Um, it, it's fun, <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of it's foam. just one of those things that just happened one, one weekend. They thought, well, let's make that a thing. That was fun. And then there's no actual background behind it. Yeah, I imagine there probably is some kind of background behind it, but I'm really not sure what it is. All I know is you have to buy your foam early because there aren't that many shops in St Andrews, and you need a lot of foam. <laughs> what 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 is the foam? Is it what is it just very liquid? It's, uh, it's shaving foam. Oh, actual. Oh, wow. Okay. Bet Gillette loves the uh, October session. Oh yeah, they're just, boosting sales up, up there. Yeah, massive spike in business uh-huh. there. Um, wow. Okay. So and it's so it's a whole weekend thing. That sounds like a pretty so you have a freshers as well and then you have that as like a another complete different thing that sounds that sounds very fun that sounds really exciting um so also you said you said at the start of the start of that you were saying how um you get adopted so to speak is that is that a do the university kind of pick who you get like who's your family or do you like is that like a little kind of auction where all the little little firsts come in get chosen by their mum and dad you know the little placard saying oh, this is me yeah so, so i think basically imagine you're back in primary school and you're playing football at break time and you've all lined up and um oh is and it... you don't want to be the last one to get picked you don't want to be last one to pick, do you, you no. don't um but, it, it's actually no. not as brutal as that basically i mean what happened in my experience was um that i had i was in two families which happens a lot you can be in as many families as you want but 
in, in the end you can only really be in one and uh, one I got asked outside the union um, I would think I was quite drunk because I don't actually remember it happening all I remember was waking up the next day <laughs> and being in some kind of group chat with some randos that I, I didn't even know um, and then I also got approached to be adopted by someone in the football team I play for um, and so I kind of went to a couple of events with both of them and then picked which one I preferred so there's there's no actual real system and you don't have to be adopted if you if you don't want to it's just people tend to do it as, as a traditional thing and they like having a family and it, it it is nice at least having this kind of set set of people you know around town and you know families interact yeah. with each other so it's just it's a really nice way for everyone to get to know each other and there's there's no pressure on doing it or anything and and you don't feel bad if you've not get picked because you always do get picked if you want to okay that's that's really so are you still in touch with those families now um yeah so obviously my mum and dad uh, i was a, a lot closer to my dad because i think my mum did a year abroad um so she wasn't around a lot but um my dad's left uni now um and actually i should have adopted this year and i, I kind of did but Obviously, with circumstances, it's it's not really gone anywhere. Yeah, we, we've not had raisin weekend this this year, um, but um, oh, yeah, I'm I'm still in touch with like brothers and sisters and stuff. Oh, that's that's really that's actually quite that sounds like a really like wholesome way yeah, of doing wholesome, things. You know, wholesome's the quite, right word for it. It does sound really like quite quite sweet. Um, moving on to different a different tone. These two are kind of slightly interlinked. I think um, with another tradition that. I still, it's very, it's, it seems like a very historic tradition, but it's quite strange. Um, it's the cobblestones, especially the PH one. Yeah. Uh, so if, you, if you're doing a guided tour around St. Andrews, they'll always show you the cobblestones. Literally, it's just a set of cobblestones with a P and an H like engraved into them. But the historical story behind it is that there was this, um, I think probably a Protestant uh, who was burnt at the stake um, and the mm. PH, I think his name is Patrick something or other, surname beginning with H, and um, they marked where he was burnt with these letters, and it's now an academic sin to step on the PH, and if you do that, wow. then it's said you'll fail your degree. That's extreme. Well, it's fairly it's... extreme, but I've not stepped on it, um, so you know... So, looking up, is looking it is good. looking up. So... I read as well that there's a way of removing this uh, kind of curse, so to speak, as well, which brings into the next, the last bit of tradition that I found, which is quite interesting, which was the May Dip. Yeah, so um, May Dip's actually one of these things I've not done yet. Um, firstly, because I've not sinned academically. There's, there's a whole list of sort uh, of vague sins, uh, one of which is sleeping with your, um, your academic family, um, God forbid. <laughs> um oh no but if you if you do that then on may dip you go down to the beach very early in the morning you, you tend to have done an all-nighter beforehand and um run oh, into the cool. sea and surprisingly it's always amazing weather it's it's never raining and there's always this amazing sunset so as you plunge into the freezing cold north sea um and there are thousands of people some of whom are doing it naked yeah. i mean respect to them um <laughs> That's, I mean, if you really want to get clean, you've done plenty of sins. I mean, you've got to do it. You have got to get a, get a full wash. The full and you should wash, probably you know, do it once around. in your time at St. Andrews because you yeah. never know whether you've sinned or not, basically. Yeah, I mean, like it's, that's a very full biblical style of cleansing that, um, you know. So with that, so you're saying that the academic sins, is that is that like a weird kind of um, commandment kind of thing where like, you know, thou shalt not, or is it just a, just a you'd, general... You'd think that there would be um but there's there's not i don't know where i'd okay. find what an academic sin is and i'm sure some people have a vague notion of what they are but i don't actually know what they are so do you think there'll be like plenty of ones where like people say oh that's an academic sin and then in reality it's not it's just something they made up so it's a bit of a joke and it's stuck and that's quite interesting i'll be quite um maybe we should, we should try and jump on it and make a list of it and so we can get a get a definitive list of it um but on some more strange things, which I think are quite unique to St. Andrews. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Linton earlier, I, I think these are, might have fallen a little bit out of touch. Um, 
But do you know what a, a Benjant and a Benjantine is? Well, I do now after our chat earlier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think so. I think it's Andrew. So in most universities, um, as far as I'm aware, anyway, um, the year system normally goes first, second, third year, masters. You know, very straightforward. Um, but in St Andrews, uh, according to their Wikipedia, so um, make that what you will. Give me some messing with me. Um, first year males are called Benjants and first year females are called Benjantines and then you've got second years for the semis and third years are tertians so Lindy are you a tertian? I am a tertian I mean we do have yeah. a sort of tradition that goes alongside that um, you may be able to see behind me in the video a red gown hanging on the door oh yeah so yeah, we yeah. have gowns at, at this university um, and depending on what year you're in depends on how you wear the gown. So as a as a benjant, you um would wear mm. it right up around your neck and hold it quite close around you. And slowly as you go throughout the university, it drops lower and lower until by fourth year, you're basically almost wearing it around your waist. Well, uh, that's really interesting. That so with that with the gown, it's you know cause it looks like it's quite a big a big long like an academic gown. Do you wear that? whenever you're around university or is it just for special occasions or what kind of when do you wear it you can wear it around university day to day but if i saw someone wearing it i'd think you're a bit pretentious so okay. it's more for formal events i know that the choir i was in um started making people well, not making but encouraging people to wear them as a sort of formal thing and then on Sundays because we have a pier in St Andrews a stone pier um, that's quite beautiful on Sundays um, after church on Sundays you can go on a pier walk and everyone wears their gowns and it tends to be quite windy so the gowns are all billowing out around you and it it's a nice experience um, yeah quite quite a style. yeah 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 that's I think that gown thing is quite a it's an old school old school thing it's very much um I get big uh, kind of old school, private school vibe from that. We're having the gowns and, um, you know, having the church after church, you have to wear them at, wear them at these kind of formal Well, events. the Americans go absolutely batty because they come over and they're like, oh my God, it's like in Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get a lot of people, uh, Americans come over, like thinking like, you know, Americans, like English school is going to be like Hogwarts and all this kind of stuff. Cause, I, you know, I, think, I think they come over thinking Hogwarts and leave thinking in between us. Uh, okay, the the decline. Uh, well, some say a rise, but you know the decline. <laughs> um, uh, a big old castle in Scotland to um, a secondary school in a town. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of uh, we'll move on a little bit into a bit more of what this podcast is about, which is um, kind of understanding what St Andrews really is outside of the brochure. So you talked a lot about the the kind of traditional traditions and the. Um, Kind of the big selling points that people might know it already about um but what does it mean to you what's what's the feeling if if you were sat sat at home um not not university and if you were sat at home and you thought of to st andrews what image and feeling comes into your head what 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 happens i think what's amazing about st andrews is there's a real sense of community that i imagine you don't get at big city universities because you know I know I live in the middle of nowhere and mm. when I'm at home, it tends to be quite dull and boring. Um, and so thinking of St. Andrews for me, I think of lots of students in a very confined space and that creates a real sense of, Oh, we're, we're in this together. This is, uh, this is a fantastic learning environment, but also just because we're sort of on the edge of things being on the coast and so far, removed from places like edinburgh um not dundee but you know let's not mention dundee um <laughs> yeah D dundee's the, the place we don't talk about <laughs> it's, it's, i think it's got the highest the highest uh drug usage rates in um in scotland so oh boy yeah it, there's a real juxtaposition between st andrews and dundee anyway when i think about st andrews i'm thinking oh i I mean, we all have friends in, in different places, but here it feels like everyone's a friend almost. Um, oh, that's, just that's by nice. virtue of being in this really small space, three main streets. Um, yeah, it, it's a really wonderful place to study. 
Oh wow! So um, that's oh, that sounds that was really nice. He does some really um good wholesome selling so far, Lyndon. Does some really really good stuff. Well, you don't know this. Uh, St Andrews University is paying me to be here. <laughs> oh shit! Well, <laughs> 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 um, so like from that feeling, can you like describe that university culture in three words? Just a quick like kind of summary. Before we're going to get into Ooh, more of it. Three words. They they can be three unconnected words. Connected or unconnected, it's up right. To you. So I'm thinking romantic, coffee, mm-hmm. and Scottish. Oh yes, laddie. Yeah. So that's 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 okay. That's that's paints a picture. That does paint a picture. So going on to that, so you talked, uh, you know, about. Um, there's loads of students and um, saying it's a very romantic place. Is there a lot of kind of, would you say a lot of, uh, trying to think of the right term, debauchery? I don't know if that's the right, the right term for that. But do you think, it's, do people get, are people active, put it that way? Is that an active university? Yeah, it, it's an active yeah. university. Well, you've got okay. to remember, there's basically nothing else to do here. <laughs> so just like a pure boredom, you just, everyone just goes about seeing Having a great time. Yeah, having a great time. Uh, fair enough. I mean, each their own. Find find their own entertainment. That's that's fair enough. Um, okay, fair enough. Uh, so, let's talk about the nightlife because it's a big thing for a lot of students. Big, big, big thing. It's a big thing for me as well. Um, well, I think at St Andrews, I don't necessarily think of a massive night out. What kind of you know? I don't think strictly thinking of clubs or you know bars and everything. What kind of night out would you say is the standard St Andrews night out? Yeah, so I think it changes from year to year, because um, like you say, it's not a big club town. In fact, we don't really have a club. You don't have a club at all? We do have one that's connected to the union, but I've been in there and it's it's bad. I'm, I'm sorry, St. Andrews University, but your club oh, you just lost your pay is now. <laughs> bad. <laughs> You're just taking a pay cut there, my friend, so that's, that's, you shouldn't have gone there. <laughs> Anything for the truth, you know? Um, yeah. We but, also, what we do on truth on this podcast, that's what we do. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, so, so in first year, you'll get into halls. And um, were you in halls? You must have been in halls. Yeah, yeah. At least a year. You know what halls are like. I'm sure it's the yeah. same in St. Andrews as, as anywhere. You know, massive corridor parties, um, like heading out after that to go to actually the union. The union is where most nights in St. Andrews end up if you're going out. Um but in your sort of second, third, fourth year, it's definitely more house parties. Occasionally going to the union, but probably more house parties, which I actually really like because, you know, clubs are great if you're into a certain kind of, you know, mm. absolutely wasted, um, bopping around. But I, I feel you can tell like... you're not a, 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 a recent, like, you know, a frequent frequenter of a, a nightclub when you say bopping around, you know. But um, uh, fair I enough. You'll find that bopping is the word the kids are using on the street. Is it? Is it really? Yeah. So far, I've seen you tear up a nightclub floor um, in Budapest. There's a night there I'm not going to go into on this podcast because um, I feel that we both get a little bit embarrassed. Um, but I have seen you tear up dance floor, so I know that um, you're more than comfortable there. Yeah, you know, but... I'm not saying it's not in me. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying, you know, it's not always not always where to go. So, would you say that the union, the union kind of club, you know, the club of St Andrews, is very much a first year thing, more, um, more so a first year thing? Yes, the club. I think six oh one, the club, definitely. Mm. Great name for a club. Uh, yeah, I think it's something to capacity. I think it has max capacity six hundred and one. Maybe don't quote me on that because I know it's a quiz question. I always get wrong. Um, <laughs> but the union itself, actually, it has two bars, uh, main bar, oh no, three mm. bars, main bar, Beacon Bar and Sandy's. Sandy's does um, karaoke every Friday night. That's a big hit with first years. Oh, yeah. Um, Be- Beacon Bar's more classy. You know, you're paying more mm. for your drinks there. Um, yeah. And then main bar is where you tend to go if you just want to find someone to you know, chat to. Um, and, and it's okay. great because if you go there, you will definitely see someone you know. So okay. if, if you're kind of at a house party, the vibe's not really there. Everyone will say, let's go to the union. You queue up for 10 minutes and try not to have the bouncer, you know, abuse you to your face. 
actually, I'm joking. I love the bouncers. Please let me in next time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're other listeners of podcasts, as you can tell, you know, well, shout out to uh, the aiming, uh, private event sector. Oh, we're aiming for a wide audience here. Yeah, exactly. You've got to, got to go aim for the shoot for the stars. They might love it. Uh, and um, yeah, main bar is normally absolutely packed uh, because it's not that big a space, but everyone in town who's going out tends to end up there. So it, it's fairly fantastic. Yeah, I miss the union. Please come back, union. <laughs> Please, one day. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. So and then so the house parties are um, so later on in university years, you know, you go into the house party kind of area. Um, so are those house parties? Are they more like kind of relaxed? I imagine you know from the stereotype that I get with standard students, you know, very academic intellectuals, and with that association comes with people who like to have a nice, relaxed, calm night. You know, they'll go out and socialize, you know, a lot, but it might not be sketty sweaty night you know basement parties it will be kind of very much like nice relaxed chatty you know have some music on the background kind of thing is that is that am i right in saying that or is it very much more i think it's somewhere in between the two um okay from my experience a house party seems to be quite loud music but you know we've not got that big a drug scene here um Mm. people who go out tend not to be seeking like a fairly aggressively drunk night out um but then again it's not what you were sort of suggesting which is we're all sitting around with red wine with some vivaldi on in the background it is it can be that if you (laughs) want it to be but i don't think that would be your average house party okay fair enough um so linking on to the next question is what's what's the drink of choice, Andrews? Well, if you were going to invite a house party over, you're going to host a house party. You go, you've got a how big is this house party? Like, you know, what's like a standard size? And B, if you're looking at everyone's drinks that came through the door, what would people be bringing? Is it like wine, or is it frosty jacks, or is it what is it? You know, what would people bring? I reckon you'll tend to see a lot of vodka. Just straight vodka, vodka mixer, or bad lads who just no. If, if the house is providing mixer, they'll is that is that quite a normal thing? Just to, you know, bring your spirits in. House does the mixer. Well, I'm a good host, Roly, so I would always <laughs> provide mixer. Not all that Roley. much, but I would provide. I'm sorry, mixer. I'm sorry to um, offend you there, Lyndon. I'm sorry to uh, be so uh, make such a libel case against you there. Yeah, um, defamation of character, much. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. But I, I um, think also um, a lot of the girls tend to drink wine, um, mm. which is fair enough. Um, and also because you've got a lot of Americans, there's almost a bit of a frat kind of vibe going on. So lots okay. of beer as well. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it's like in Leeds, um, but I think there's just quite a wide range of... Quite a wide kind of... Is there any any kind of drinks would you say is like a cult St Andrew's drink? Well, so I know in in Leeds there's there's a couple like Red Stripe is a, a big one in Leeds. Red Stripe is a huge, like it's very on brand. Um, so what what about for um, St Andrew's? Is there one that you'd say there's like very very. Well, if if we're talking about the Union, you must have a Pablo. Now I think this is going to lead onto a question that you had planned for me. But a Pablo is basically mm. VK plus, I think, vodka. Um, that is a brilliant idea. So, That's so good. So they, I think, I imagine they're called a Pablo because, you know, different colours, Pablo, Picasso. I've, I've actually no idea. But if you're, if you're um, looking for a drink to get you really on a level, you ask for a Pablo. They're five quid, so they're not cheap. I was going to say that's 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 much that's a lot. But well, I think drinks are te- they tend to be quite expensive. Okay, so um, so what what's your average point uh, price for a pint? That's a question I got uh, requested when I was doing my little research for this. What's the average price of a pint in uh, in St Andrews? Yeah, so I think because we've not got many clubs, there's a fair few pubs. Um, mm. So pub culture is big. Um, and the best pub is uh, the Rule because that's where we get the cheapest pint, and you can that's get it. a pint there for one fifty, I think. One fifty. If you what, have, what kind of... if you have a student card, it's it's not a good pint. Okay, it's ten. What, what pint? Oh, okay. The Scottish classic, 
penance. The classic is, yeah. I mean, if it, I shouldn't have asked the question what pint it is. I probably already knew what that was going to be. Yeah, may, um, I, may I just recommend to all listeners thinking of, of going to St. Andrews, join the Big Juicy Appreciation Society page on Facebook. It never disappoints. <laughs> what, do you want to explain what that is? The Big Juicy, that sounds like something else. Yeah, it does. But Big Juicy is a sort of name for tenants, which is the Scottish beer brand of choice. Probably like the the Scottish version of Red Stripe. Okay, that's that's interesting. So um, on to the question that you were um, alluding to earlier, which is, I think the biggest question I'm going to ask you in this interview, actually, yeah, I think it's the biggest question I'm going to ask in this interview, and... There is only one correct answer, and I want it really quick, okay? Favourite flavour of VK? Pink. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. Pink's the best. If you say blue, you're wrong. Correct. Correct. But wh- why pink? That is, I think that is the, the most rogue VK I could think of. Oh, no, it's fantastic. What flavour is pink? I don't even know it, what flavour it is. It's like. watermelon. But you don't care about the flavour. What? Actually, you know what? They all taste the same, VK, pretty much. Mm, no, I disagree with that. They're all seriously synthetic, so I would always go pink, because pink to me Speak. tastes kind of okay. That, I, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, that what's, is... what's, are you allowed to tell me the right answer, or will that ruin future interviews? Well, I feel that people who know me will be aware of the, the correct answer. But I just don't understand pink. pink. Like... There's some answers that I'll go like, okay, I understand. I understand where you've gone with that. I understand why you said that. Because like VK, you drink that when you're wasted and you want to get your energy up. Like you know, you're you're tired. You think you like you want to go home, but your mates like, oh no, we're staying for the next one. You go, okay, well, I'll get a VK, get my energy up, get going. You know, and you have one, and it's so sugary that it doesn't really matter what it tastes like, which is which is fair. But you still taste it. So like why why watermelon of all the flavors like it's the most bland flavor I could think of for a oh, drink. Oh, that hurts to hear. <laughs> I'm sorry, but um, I don't make the rules. But that is like, I think I, I'm glad that we've got a common ground that blue is not not the one. Oh, blue's definitely. Are you going to go sorry? yellow? I'm not going to reveal this answer until someone gets it right. Okay, I'm just, I should put it out there. But I'll say I'll say two things. If you're blue, you're getting a blue one, get your WKD and get back to a 15 year old's house party. If you're getting white, smell of ice. And yeah. you're 12. Yeah. Like, that's that's all I need to say. But pink is, I don't think that's a flavour that I've ever seen. Oh, so you've not actually ever had a pink? But it's watermelon flavoured. So can I go, I know what that is. Oh, don't taste knock like. it till you try it. Well, I think that calls for me to actually go and have one at some point. I'm going to try and scout it out. Yeah, good. I'll do a review on the, on the uh, podcast Instagram page. And I will <laughs> I will uh, do a review and actually see if uh, Lynn is talking some sense. Um, another big student question, which is, I think, the second biggest question I'm going to ask today. Is that have you ever stolen a traffic cone after a night out? Is that is that a thing as Andrews? You know what? Up until this point, people were probably thinking, oh, Lyndon's an alright dude. Sounds okay. Well, I'm about mm. to really let them down. I've never oh, stolen a traffic cone. Oh, Lyndon. I just think traffic cones take up so much space. Why would you want one in your flat? It's a good point. It is a good point. But the idea is that you don't sometimes you don't even have to steal it to the point where you take it inside. You just have it, you carry it around for a bit, and then just let it live its life. You know what? So I, just I think I have put one on my head before. I'd be lying oh, if I think that, yeah, that's, that's that's definitely some redemption for you there. That's a sense of classic. Um, but like, I think when I I think so, uh, me and my flatmate first year, we we managed to acquire one from some means that we can't remember. I don't <laughs> I think we were walking back from a club and it was like a 30 minute walk. And like, you normal, like, everyone Ubers like home from this club because it's so far away from all the halls. And like, we just got out, we just got out and we looked at like the taxi queue and amount of people like ordering Ubers. And we looked at, looked online, it was like a 30 minute wait. And we all went, nah, 
nah, let's let's walk it. It'll take it'll take like twenty minutes. I walk back. I was walking back, chatting. Acquired a traffic cone from somewhere I can't remember, and it was just end up being our doorstop for our kitchen for the rest of the year. So it was a great investment. And then we just gave it gave it away at the end of the year. So, I mean, I, I appreciate the the honesty, the honesty that you've never acquired into your house. However, I do I do respect that you've you have on your head, and that's I'll accept that. Well, you see, that as a, I, I respect your your decision as well because it. I really believe in upcycling. And you've mm. managed to upcycle a traffic cone, which is basically not doing anything anyway. Into a yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's not just sitting in my kitchen going to waste. It's it's on active use every single day. It's it's almost a member of your. Oh, your oh yeah. Our man Terry was um great doing great great work, great work <laughs> on that door. You know, holding out. He's such a gentleman as well, holding the door for so many people coming to the kitchen. And they say on chivalry's it. dead. And they say chivalry's dead. You know, long live traffic cones is what I say. <laughs> Um, oh, that's a bit of bullshit for the day there. Um, so, what? <laughs> uh, so, back to kind of the culture again. So, we're kind of going on to a much, a very, very broad topic, um, and it's kind of difficult to kind of pin down. I think some aspects, but what kind of mood and vibe best describes the students, Andrews? Are we talking? Are they, as a general thing, very excitable? Do they like socialising a lot, or do they keep themselves themselves? Are they? Uh, you know, are they massive sports fans? Are they massive into art? What kind of things are we talking about as a kind of a stereotype of an art uh, Sandwich University student? Um, I think it's really hard to generalise as, as like at any university. Um, mm. But obviously I'm just going off the ones that are I can see, you know, because <laughs> the ones that keep themselves to themselves are keeping themselves to themselves. So I, I don't know anything about them. Um, but I think the vibe is very much... Um, yeah, a lot of enthusiasm. And I think that's because of the American influence. Mm. Because the Americans come over and honestly, there's no negativity from them at all. Mm. I'm very I'm very happy to sit at home and go, oh, the weather's looking trash today. Or, mm. oh, I've had such a bad day. But the Americans are like, oh my God, this place is so amazing. I'm just going to go yeah. through like a thousand things and it honestly really quite can get quite intense but yeah I think that rubs off on everyone and so everyone's very enthusiastic um, okay and then if you kind of couple that with barber jacket culture i was wondering about i was going to go on to that the um the fashion sense but uh go on yeah talk, talk to me about the fashion sense so we're talking about jackets are we yeah so is that is that is that a case of the the people who go to andrew's is that both their home wear or is it more barb jackets because of the weather in St. Andrews? I mean, I'd be lying if I said that St. Andrews was an affordable place to study. <laughs> it, it's really not. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm in one of the, I think, cheapest flats in the centre mm. of town. Um, and I have to work a job to pay for it. Um, okay. So hopefully I'll be getting that furlough money sometime soon. <laughs> Uh, Here comes the money. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so uh, for the bar, so fashion senses, um, you say that barb jackets is the defining item to give that kind of theme of what it. So is that by both men and women both wear that? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, we've also got a ball. Balls are very big in St Andrews, and I really miss balls this year. Um, called welly ball, where you have to wear wellies. So a That's very popular combination um, is barber jacket wellies and then sort of black some black tie underneath okay and that's not just because of the weather it's just a complete status symbol basically so it's like um again kind of like post so country hunt kind of style yeah ball. yeah exactly so, okay that's it that's that's really interesting that's um that's very different to a, uh, I would say the stereotypical students um fashion and lifestyle there Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'd like to disclose I don't actually own a barber jacket. <laughs> you just have to just defend your own back there from um, yeah, any exactly. comments about it. I'm not having people attacking me for being a country <laughs> idiot. Country bumpkin. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> have to quickly throw that one out there. But um, I've seen you. You're, you're currently wearing a bit of a, a bit of a turtleneck. Is that a uh, is that a thing? Just personal preference, or is that a 
Uh, that's, so a, it looks, that's it looks, a personal fashion stamp. I mean, it, it looks it looks excellent. It's a excellent look. Um, oh, thank you. It's spectacular. Um, so I'm just wondering if that was is that a something you picked up something Andrews or is that just a personal preference? Mm, uh, it's what I'd call the apres ski look. Of course, I've not been skiing oh. in, in seven years, but um, <laughs> and I wouldn't say it's something I picked up in St Andrews because actually the mm. fashion here is quite varied because mm. mostly it's so cold that people have got overcoats on and stuff. So yeah, if you want to come to St Andrews, buy a thick coat. Okay, that's that's is that our podcast tip of tip of the episode? That's wisdom for the day. Yeah, big coat, big coat. And uh, subscribe to the uh, Big Juicy Appreciation Facebook page. That's that. That's what we're going to talk about. Um, so we'll move on a little bit more. So a little bit about yourself. So you're a third year now, or should I say, as we found out, a tertian. Um, and you study English literature. Literature, not language. Literature. Yeah, yeah, literature. Yeah. Um, so what's that like? Do you have like a lot of university time or is it very much just do your own thing? Now, my mother was very surprised to find out I barely have any contact hours. And Is that really a surprise, though? It, it's not. I suppose it, it shouldn't be a surprise. You are paying 9000 a year yeah, that's, that's for a thing, not though, yeah. very many contact hours. And especially at the moment, I don't want to get mm. into you know political debates on a, on a university podcast, but especially at the moment where you're not, you don't have access to university spaces, mm. it's quite hard to justify... There's so few hours, um, that kind of money. But on the whole, I quite like English literature. I, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a disclaimer out there that I love reading books. I'm not so much a fan of the actual practicalities of doing an English literature degree, mainly because th- it's really difficult to find a job afterwards especially compared to something like physics or engineering or doctor doctoring or whatever um mm. i'm really glad i've done it because i know a lot about literature now so if literature is your thing do english literature at st andrews um and actually since i've gone into third year which is my honors year so you're doing mm. stuff in a lot more detail i'm actually really enjoying it i'm doing a module at the moment on um courtly literature in the middle ages so sort of arthurian romance almost um and the professor i've i've got for that module uh professor purdy is um really quite a big name i think in in actually scottish academia and has just yeah, been commissioned a little name drop there yeah a little name drop yeah commissioned by the scottish government to compile a dictionary of older scots so, you know, you are working with fairly big names in academia. I know for any medieval historians... Um, and there's a lot of listeners to the show. We, we know you're out there. Yeah, we know you're out there somewhere. Do not be ashamed. Um, but I had a professor last year who I'd actually quoted in work I'd done at my last school. So oh, wow. it, there are some fairly important people up here. And I, yeah. I, th- I think English literature is exactly what I expect it to be, and I, I really do like it. Um, I'm just not so sure about, you know, the practical skills I'm, I'm gaining from that. But maybe I'm not here to do to be gaining those kind of practical skills. Okay, so um, talk. let's talk about, like, you know, you're saying how you haven't got that many content hours. Let's say you, you talk about a day where you have some content hours. What's that day like? What, tell us about, you know, talk us through the day. What kind of stuff you do? Well, um, get up at a studentish time. Um, no. Whenever that time is, is really, really up to you. Always have breakfast. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Drink two cups of coffee before lunch, at least. Um, and um, basically do a lot of reading. Um, you can get away with not doing all the reading, but it's probably handy to, to do yeah. that. Um, I'd stop for lunch. I normally would go to a cafe. We've got a few cafes in St. Andrews and I always find it's easier to work there than somewhere like the library where it's all deathly quiet and a very artificial environment. Okay. But um, yeah, then you come back for the evening 
have dinner, maybe with your flatmates, watching like Netflix or something. And then if you want to drink, you will get on with that, maybe around like seven or eight o'clock. Obviously, it depends whether coronavirus is still active. But yeah, I'd say most days are really relaxed. Around deadlines, it's a lot more stressful. The week five deadline is a pretty big one. Mostly everyone has a deadline in week five. And so the okay. library then will be really booked out. Um, but but yeah, I, I'd say on the whole, it's not too stressful. Okay. So uh, what kind of, um, how many kind of, uh, how much content are you going through each day? So you're thinking of doing a lot of reading. How, um, how many pages are you going through a day, do you think on average, just to get a book? Well, for example, last semester, for one module, I was expected to read a book a week. Obviously, wow. those books vary in length uh, the longest was elizabeth bowen's the heat of the day which i was really up against it especially with all the other stuff i had going on mm. and then you've got another module where you're having to read uh, for example i was doing john milton last semester which is really really dry mm. um, quite a struggle to get through so if you're averaging maybe uh 200 pages a week that's not bad depending on what books you've actually been set it's really whatever you make it the more you read the better grade you're going to get so it's really up to you and do you find that in your first year you had less to do and it's going to progress much more as you go through the uh, university kind of process no actually basically the really nice thing about st andrews is that in your first two years you do two other subjects alongside the one you applied for. Oh, okay. So, so in my first two years, I did um, medieval history and Arabic alongside English. That's oh. beginner's Arabic. Um, so that please don't ask me to say anything. As it's all pretty much gone like whoop in one ear and out the other. But that means you've got a lot more contact hours and a lot more work as well. But the work that you're submitting doesn't have to be as good. So you can take less time over it. So you're always balancing stuff. Um, I, I wouldn't be able to say whether it's more work or less work this year or last year. It's just different. Fair enough. That's, that's a pretty good description of what it's uh, what the life of an English student is like. Um, we're going to go to like one of my one of my favourite sections. I think uh, we got on this show. Um, so as I think a lot of people are, are familiar, there's plenty of um, students, uh, journalists. Uh, sites such as like the tab and all these places and they tend to put up you know and there's also like these these on on instagram and all these places they tend to put up kind of uh the student starter pack for a subject or university you know and it will show what person wears uh, what they would read or they drink or what kind of things would say and all this kind of stuff so i thought we'd start off by um doing talking about an english literature starter pack um I've got a couple here. So starting off, top one, uh, we've got, so for the listeners at home, we've got some quite baggy jumpers, uh, kind of cut jeans, red wine. Is that a, w- a Warstones gift card? <laughs> um, some kind of Harry Potter, Harry Potter kind of round star glasses. Um, I think that's a Leonardo DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet, and some... Classic, uh, classic books. Does nineteen eighty four? What is that? Is that? Do you think that's accurate? Do you think that's quite accurate for a English start? You know start? what? I think that is scarily accurate. Um, scarily accurate. I I don't currently own the ripped jeans, nor do I currently have a Waterstones gift voucher. But aside from that, I would say scarily that. accurate. Maybe, so maybe Google, um, how long is War and Peace? I've not read War and Peace, and if I were about to, I would 100% be googling how long is War and Peace. Um, I know, I know. What I, one thing I would put on there is a tote bag. For some reason, everyone has a yeah, tote bag. I, I was going to say that's something that I would potentially add onto that is a, a tote bag. Is a tote bag is nice, like nice journals. Yeah, nice, like, nice, well, well done journals. People do nice notes on it. Uh, like stacks of books with um, poster notes in and stuff. 
<laughs> oh well i should put post-it notes in my books but i just hate doing that so i don't yeah, Maverick. don't go don't go about that yeah um definable um so if you're gonna make, i couldn't find one in st andrews which is a bit frustrating um what would a st andrews bizarre pack be like so we uh, talked I, a few a few things um, yeah i I definitely include the baggy jumper um baggy jumper. you've got to have jumpers because it's cold um, I definitely have tote bag, coffee, pret a manger, coffee, coffee. So you got you got pret out there. I we that's got very much a South England thing. Well, that just shows you what kind of student is coming to St Andrews. That's very true. Gives um, a good day. We've we've got a, we've got a pret a manger, and, and you might have noticed that they've recently started a subscription service. Uh, I wasn't aware of that, but yeah, yeah, they've got a subscription service now where you can get. For, I think 20 quid a month, unlimited coffee, up to five coffees a day. And when they introduced oh. that, the queue out of our pret a manger was literally all the way down the street. So, I mean, knowing the St. Andrew's streets, that's probably what 20 meters, 25 meters. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, you're, wow, already, so... you're already in the know, already in the know. Um, so baggy jumpers, barb jackets, pret coffee. Um, the gown, saying the gowns are probably a good one to put in there. Sure. What kind of things are people? So we got um, in that sort of pack, we have like a little, some texts and some Google search and stuff. What do you, what do you say is a a classic? Do you think it's a classic? Um, St Andrew's text that you'll send to a mate or a Google that you just quickly just Google and see this is what's happening. Um, I'm always asking people, um, ha- well, have you done the reading? Have you done the reading? Because then you can like benchmark yourself against the other people in the tutorial and you know whether you're going to have to say something or not. Uh, okay. Um, it's out the competition, so to speak, you know. Because I just cannot be dealing with people that turn up to a tutorial and say nothing. Because even if I've done no reading, I'm going to say something to avoid the awkward silence. Um, well, yeah, I'm kind of lucky in my degree, so I don't have any seminars or tutorials or anything really. So I'm kind of got away with that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's probably um, so a lot like, like discussion based. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but like, would you? So I think I was trying to think of like maybe example text you might say. Like, would you text your mate saying if he's doing a peer walk the like, other weekend or all that kind of stuff? Oh, uh, I'm just painting a really bad stereotype of the St Andrews student. But like, are you going to the polo to- next week? Is is that is that a real? Is that real? <laughs> we do we do have an annual polo day. Wow. Um, so sure I, I've never actually been to it, and I, I would have done this year, uh, but it will have to wait until next year. Um, I hope not many unis can boast an a annual polo day. Maybe Royal Ag, but not many other unis can boast that. Well, actually, sometimes you see them training on the beach, which is really, really cool. That's, that is sick. Like, training on the beach for polo, that is a sight. Yeah, that's a real sight. You're getting a, you paint a really nice picture for the St Andrews life, like well, the it's, it's a really beautiful place. People come up here, and they spend four years here. And by the end of the four years, it's a really small town. So, I, I'm mm. not, I'm not blaming anyone for saying this. But they probably end up saying, "Oh, I'm a bit bored now. I'm re- ready to move on." But they'll always want to come back. If if you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, because it is just such a beautiful place. Okay, that's so. That into the polo is there. That's definitely caught me off guard. It's something that I, I'm not a, strictly associated with Andrews, but um, that's interesting. So I, I, I might uh, set about constructing this uh, starter pack to Andrews, and I'll um, you'll see it on the Instagram page. Hopefully, after this episode comes out, um, I'm very surprised the tab hasn't already done one. Yeah, I know. I was I was a bit frustrated. So I was looking I was looking on tab, and they've done a lot of the uh, the bigger. You, like England unis, mm. um, but they hadn't really gone into much detail about the smuggle ones, so I think I'll uh, get on that. So, um, now off to our section, which I'm going to call the Wednesday night section because it's the social night, so we talk about socials. So, we got some questions from the Instagram page if you wouldn't mind answering some. Sure, um, one you've definitely touched on quite a few times is that are there a lot of Americans at St Andrews? Yes, and when you get here, when you get here, you think, wow, at least 50% of the people here are American. Really? 
Well, they, Actually, is, it, is, it, is it? I think it's just because they're really loud. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is it just because they're just such a, such a presence? That they are they... a really big presence and they throw themselves into everything. So you tend to see them more than anything. And when you're walking down the street of this Scottish town, you'll hear majority American accents, especially as a lot of the tourists that come to St. Andrews are there for the golf. Uh, no yeah. relation to the university at all. It just creates a mm. sense that you're sort of in this weird, warped American, Scottish, English place, which it is sort of the vibe you're going for. But yeah, there are there are a lot of Americans. Do you find that they mix in quite well? So you might see someone at a house party or at university, and you know they look like every other student, and then you hear them go, "Oh, you're American," you know. Or do they have a very much a separate style and aesthetic or? I think they lose it over time. One thing that's really nice is Thanksgiving and the Super Bowl. Mm. Obviously, the Americans loved those days. But we English people also get involved with it. And it becomes mm. a sort of shared thing that isn't just for American people. And that just shows that actually we bed in with the Americans and the Americans bed in with us, so so to speak. And it's a really nice community you feel. Be able to tell, well, you might do if they, were, if they were particularly American, but you wouldn't really be able to tell anyone apart on the street. So do you have a, I know there's a definitely a thing at, at Leeds where you have all, when it comes to September, October, when all the freshers come in, and because at, at Leeds there is, a, there is a style, there's an aesthetic. Um, and on the first couple of weeks of uh, the university, on nights out and around around campus, you can spot the the new the new students like a sore thumb because they just dress normally, you know, like you know as as you would at home. And then gradually, you get the kind of the more um, more aware, maybe more social first years, and start picking up the style very quickly, and it kind of gradually seeps through. So when it gets to November there's it that style has just disappeared and it just fully dissolved into uh the kind of the league leads microcosm style so to speak so i'm guessing do you get a similar thing with st andrews but i'm guessing the weather is a big factor in that as well you know because it's so cold that everyone's got to kind of wrap up a little bit and get them down to the barbershop so well yeah no i can imagine what the um is is the lead style very uh indie boy um it's Difficult to explain. It's one that I'll touch on in a later episode. Um, uh, but it changes a lot. And it's not strictly normal. <laughs> it, uh, I'd say Indie Boy is kind of close. Um, you get that You get that aesthetic that in Leeds, but it's a variation of, I think. Um, so in St. Andrews, yeah, the weather's definitely a factor. But the Americans also throw themselves into that kind of thing. Mm. Okay. And then back to some, back to another thing about some alumni. So we've got another question in going, who's a new Will and Kate on campus? Is there like a, a being not couple? No, we don't have any big names at the moment, you know, internationally recognised names. I think in every year, everyone sort of knows someone mm. who's, who's kind of the big power couple. Um, I... I'm not really up to date with that kind of thing, but I guess I guess with um, COVID as well, it's difficult to kind of keep you on the ground to find out what's happening. I guess exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so um, I'm sorry to disappoint, but but no, that's that's fair. I think it's quite rare to find a um, such a prominent uh, couple or person at university that people will like know really. Um, so that, that's that's completely fair. Um, but that's that's it for the questions, I think, for today. Um, but if you'd like to ask, ask any questions for the show for future episodes, please go to our Instagram page, which is at the Student Breakout Cast. Uh, and I'll put up a Q&A story each week, normally on the Tuesday, which is the day before we record, and where you can submit your questions about, the univer- about you know, this university. Or if you're really keen, you can just DM me or the page. Uh, depending on how extra you want to be. Uh, and then if you're, you know, still living in 2010, uh, you can email the show at the student breakout at gmail.com. Uh, but that's that's it from that's it from re- me, really. But um, thank you very much for coming on, Lyndon. It's been a real pleasure to have you on. That's a little catch up as well. 
um, taking the podcast cherry. Got anything you'd like to plug at all or anything like that? Ooh, um, well, I'd, I'd say if anyone does want to ask me any more questions about St. Andrews, um, DM me on Instagram. Um, my username's lgrig23. Um, and also, if you want to hear about news from St. Andrews, uh, follow The Saint on Facebook, which is our independent paper of which I am a writer. So, yeah, I, I'd say if, if you want to learn more about St. Andrews, those are the two places that you can go to do it today in summary we've learned that barb jackets are a thing waterman vk is apparently a thing and you need to book in advance for the st andrews prep so it's goodbye from our st andrews correspondent thank you again privilege privilege and it's a goodbye from me but thank you so much for tuning in and bearing with us for this for our first episode and tune in next week for episode two of the show when we travel to the quite benign beaches of Bangor. see you then